Welcome in to a special Saturday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller, just wanting to come in here and touch base on a couple of things that I noticed from current events and the chart. So I thought we would talk about that briefly. Just a little weekend bonus. And yeah, today the party moves to Orlando, Florida. I'm really looking forward to meeting those of you who are coming. And that's going to be just a fun afternoon in the park, all outdoors. And we're going to be COVID safe and yet connect and have a good time. And for those of you who need a mental image, need to create something to get out of the deep freeze and into the thaw, well, it's supposed to be about, I think, 87 in Orlando this afternoon. And for those of you who like the sound of that, I hope that gives you something to look forward to. Now, let's talk about one thing that we mentioned several times this past week, this little fixed star, Algol, came on my radar when I was looking up the full moon which is today, was this morning, actually. But we're going to do a little ceremony and celebration with it tonight. But these fixed stars I normally don't put on my chart because, number one, one's mind can only become so full, right? And second, it just clutters things up. And another is I just don't have that much experience with how relative they are and how directly they correlate. But (laughs) it's probably changing because check this out. I called up the United States chart, July 4th, 1776. Now, back then, Algol was at 23 degrees Taurus. It is now at 26 degrees Taurus. Now, yesterday, it was announced that the president had authorized military strikes against some targets in Syria, and one person was killed. You know, don't overlook these little things because... Pulling up this chart and seeing this Algol fixed star that now has my attention and may may just have some real estate placement on my chart now, as we mentioned through the week, is in this conjunction with transiting Mars. So I looked at that and I thought, wow, okay, when this strike was announced, Mars was conjunct Algol at 26 degrees. That's the current placement. Now, going into why fixed stars are off, it's time, basically. But then I looked at the United States chart, and Algol is at 23 degrees, conjunct. So then I backed the current transit chart up a few days and saw that on Saturday last, a week ago from today, Mars was directly conjunct Algol at 23 degrees, the United States Algol. You know, these things take a week or two to plan and execute. So certainly a week ago Saturday, this would have been on the radar and it would have been discussion in discussion and probably decisions being made to mobilize and execute and strategize would have been right there when Mars was conjunct the United States Algol. Well, then I get to thinking, well, what else is going to come over and conjunct Algol? You're probably thinking the same thing. Well, the faster movers will, but it will be a while. So we won't see... Venus will make a transit, and that will be in about 90 to 120 days. That will come and go, but it also could have some impacts on some relationships. There's absolutely no doubt. It could also impact the financial markets, because we are talking about it being in Taurus. So when Venus comes through representing the markets... Watch that. Let's go ahead and I'll I'll pull up the date here. Hang on. Stand by. Let me call up the exact time. Got it. 
How about May 6th? May 6, 2021, Venus will be conjunct Algol at 26 degrees. Jupiter will be coming through in, what, one, two, three years, so that will be a while. But remember, Uranus is in Taurus. So when will slow-moving Uranus finally catch up to Algol? Well, mark May of 2025, five years down the road. So I don't see this as being some big super influence. It's just interesting that Mars, which of course passes through uh, at least once a year, Venus as well. Of course, the sun will be there in a couple of months. And not to belabor this, but I just think it is something worth keeping our eye on. So you could find 26 degrees Taurus in your own chart and see what is going on around there and realize that possibly on some transits and things, Algol might have an impact. Now, what else happened during this time? Well, and remember, remember, the big umbrella over all of this is still the moon wobble. And the characteristics of the moon wobble are that somewhere in the world, something catastrophic or magnanimous happens volcanoes, earthquakes, polar vortexes shutting down basically an entire state in the United States. What a failure that was. Don't get me on a soapbox. But this was a massive failure and a lot of heads should roll over this thing because people were severely damaged and some even died. Of course, I'm talking about the big deep freeze in Texas where Over half of the state was without power or water, in most cases both, for an extended period of days. And you know what? The temperatures got down to zero, 10 degrees, something like that, seven degrees, depending on the state and where in the state you were. But think about it. Not only did it shut down the electrical grid, but it shut down a lot of people's water. You know, one of the responses is, well, Texas is set up for warm temperatures. Well, get ready, because if you, there's an astrological correlation to this as well. Look up NASA, the National Aeronautics Space Association Administration in the United States, NASA, the rocket people, search up NASA Solar Cycle 25. There are astroclimatologists, people who use astrology to study the weather, who are also saying that a big cold spell is coming, driven by the sun. And what I've read is that it would be a threat to crops and livestock. Well, we just saw how that kind of thing could happen. And, of course, the big question is, well, wait a minute. In Nebraska and South Dakota and North Dakota and Kansas and even Oklahoma, they have these kinds of temperatures. I'm not sure the answer to that. Yes, they do. And why did it shut down the whole state of Texas like this? has some bizarre elements to it. But that whole incident happened under the moon wobble and in alignment with this Mars-Algol conjunction. And then, of course, we talked about it on the podcast Wednesday, Tiger Woods in Los Angeles. Notable figure. I mean, look, if Tiger Woods has an accident, that's going to hit the the news, right? One way or the other. Algol, moon wobble. Now, fortunately, this energy will pass quickly. Mars will be well on its way, and this will all be in the background. And then, other than the moon, like I said, for months, nothing else is going to cross Algol. Certainly has been an eye-opener, though. And this is where this whole thing, to me, boils back to energy. 
In 2013, I had just established my relationship with author Fred Dodson, whom now I have done 27 audiobooks with two in the oven, one almost ready to pop out, Essays of Reality Creation Book 5. It has some great essays in it, by the way. It will be out on audio, uh, Audible probably in about a month. But one of the early books that I narrated for Fred at his request was Levels of Energy. And by far, if you are new to Fred Dodson's work, that is the foundational starting place. That's the one that changes most people's lives, and everybody is kind of left with, wow, I see the world in such a different context. And one of the points that Fred makes is that when we live our lives from higher levels of energy, what is that? Love, gratitude, joy, creativity, things like that that literally it can shelter us from bad incidents and bad things happening. Now, is that a universal blanket? No, I'm not going to go into that. (laughs) You know better than that. But it is to say that the higher that we live our lives, the higher energy in which we live our lives, and also the absence of fear and greed and ego and selfishness and those lower levels of energy, those lower emotions – then we are more sheltered, we are more guided, just things work out better. And I have seen that prove out in my own life time and time again. And I'll tell you what, let me end on this point, because I've seen this over the last eh, couple of weeks, and it just is sticking in my mind. So I'm going to put it out in the space, and hopefully it will benefit you. Several years ago, I got on a kick where I wanted to be as fast as I could to express gratitude to the universe, to God, to source, when good things showed up in my life. So my challenge to myself was, when something beneficial shows up, I am going to express gratitude, hopefully right in the moment. And I will tell you how hard it was to make that shift, because I would catch myself a day later, or two days later, or six hours later, Oh, by the way, thank you for X. Ah, I didn't do it right in the moment. And it really shifted my perspective of when something crosses your path, instant gratitude to another person, if they were a catalyst, if it was just you in the universe, certainly a little expression right then from your heart, a prayer. I have a little ritual that I kind of do now where I literally, I bow my head, I kind of take myself out of my ego and just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And generally, then I look up to the sky. And I don't know why up in the sky because source is all around us, right? But it's that acknowledgement of higher connection, having come down and visited little old me. And that shouldn't be the way we look at it either, because we are co-creators with Source. So it would almost be more like a COVID elbow nudge, right? Hey, pal, thanks. And I try to do that as absolutely quick as I possibly can. And I saw a couple of incidents where gratitude could have been in order. And one was of a direct thing that I, that I did. And the expression was, oh, well, that wasn't necessary. But thank you anyway. I was like, wow. So instant gratitude as often as you can is a great thing to focus on. And then Algol Schmalgol. Ah. <laughs> 
I will see you on Monday, and I will see you Floridians in a couple of hours.